You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 134, Validating Emotions. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Happy March. My goodness, 2021 feels like it's flying by. Summer is going to be here before we know it, and this podcast will be up to 150 episodes. So I have a request. I have done 134 episodes. Actually, it's 135 because I did a bonus episode one time. And currently, there are 36 reviews across all platforms and from all countries. And I want to thank each of you who has left a review so far. But there are way more than 36 people listening to this podcast every week. And so I'm asking those of you who haven't left a review yet, just write two to three sentences saying how this podcast has helped you or what you like about it so that we can get even more listeners each week. Your reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, but also on Stitcher or whatever podcast app you listen on, is going to help other moms to see the podcast and start to have less drama in their lives. You can also take a screenshot of an episode that you really loved and tag me on social media. Anything you can do to let others know about the podcast would be really appreciated. All right. Thank you so much, Mama. Okay. So a while back, I did an episode called Helping Kids Manage Their Negative Emotions, which I'll link to in today's show notes. I think it's a really great compliment to what I'm going to discuss today. It goes into detail about validating your child's feelings, and I give a ton of examples of what to say and what not to say when kids are experiencing negative emotions. I also talk about the significance of emotional intelligence. I want to revisit the idea of validation because I've had some new thoughts about it that I want to share. The first is that feelings are always valid. We don't really have the power to validate someone else's feelings because their feelings are already 100% valid. If you were feeling worried, for example, and someone came along and said, oh, that's not a valid feeling, you'd be like, what? But that's what I'm feeling. So who are you to tell me that what I'm feeling is or isn't valid? Right? And I think that's really important to point out. Every one of our kids' feelings is valid simply because it's what they're feeling in that given moment. Now, you might think he shouldn't feel that way, but you'd be wrong. He should be feeling that way because he is feeling that way. Remember that all circumstances in life are neutral. They're not good or bad until we have thoughts about them. Thoughts create feelings. Feelings drive actions. And actions create results. When you validate or invalidate your child's experience, that is your action caused by your thoughts and feelings. So for example, when you think my child shouldn't feel sad and he's crying, you create frustration for yourself. And you might say, oh, stop crying. It's not that bad. Or don't be sad. Everything will be fine, which is the act of invalidating your child's experience. Your action then becomes your child's circumstance. 
he has a thought about it, maybe something like, mom doesn't understand, she doesn't support me, or these feelings are wrong, I must be bad for feeling sad. These thoughts cause your child to feel invalidated. That feeling drives his behavior, which might be to cry even louder in an effort to be heard or push his sadness aside instead of allowing it and working through it. We want our kids to be able to manage their emotions, but they can't when they're busy reacting to, avoiding, or resisting them all the time. As parents, we're programming our kids' brains with our thoughts and beliefs that then become their inner voices. When we invalidate their internal experiences, they learn to distrust their internal experiences. They learn to ignore their own feelings, intuition, and inner wisdom. When we validate, on the other hand, we're being curious about and expressing acceptance of their emotional experiences instead of judging, ignoring, or rejecting them. The first thing I learned in social work school was to join with my clients or meet them where they're at. This builds rapport and helps create trust and connection with me so they feel comfortable talking about their problems and are open to feedback and solutions. Similarly, when you join with your kids, they'll be more likely to feel connected, understood, and open to talking and listening to you. Think about a time that you felt validated. Maybe you heard someone else talk about how challenging motherhood can be, and you thought, oh, thank goodness, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. This is normal. You felt a little calmer and were able to accept and validate your own feelings of overwhelm or anxiety, which helped them dissipate a bit. It's important to note that you felt validated because of your own thoughts, not because of what the other person said. You could have chosen to think this person was just as crazy as you felt and held on to the belief that you were somehow abnormal. So while you can't make your child feel validated by saying certain things, you'll feel better about the way you're showing up as a mom, and the chances will be higher that your kids will think thoughts to validate themselves. Make sense? So let's talk about the kinds of thoughts and feelings you'll need to practice that will lead to the act of validating their emotions. I'll use the example of your child crying and screaming in the middle of Target because she wants a toy and you said no. This is a neutral circumstance until you have a thought about it. If you think she's overreacting, you might feel annoyed and say, stop crying, you have plenty of toys at home, thus judging her feelings and invalidating her experience. If you think, I can't handle this, you might feel stress or anxiety. You might try to distract her thus invalidating her experience by ignoring her feelings. But if you think, my child is sad right now and that's okay, or my child is sad because of a thought she's thinking, you might feel more understanding, curious, or compassionate. From those emotions, you can validate your child's experience. You can say, you're feeling sad right now because you really wanted that toy. I sometimes get sad when I can't have something I want too. Basically, you're naming the emotion and accepting it as valid. This doesn't mean that you're agreeing with her feeling, and it doesn't mean you're validating behavior driven by the feeling. You're simply observing it and saying, this is what you're feeling right now, and it makes sense given the thoughts you're having now. Now, you don't necessarily say that, but that's the energy and the understanding behind it. Years ago, a friend of mine sought out my advice when she went to pick up her four-year-old from preschool. 
And instead of being greeted by a big, hi, mommy, I missed you, her daughter asked for a snack. When my friend said she hadn't brought a snack, her daughter angrily scratched her mother's arms, leaving several marks. After finishing a seven-hour school day, it's likely that her daughter was exhausted. Under different circumstances, waiting for a snack might not have been as upsetting or caused such an outburst. Still, her behavior needed to be addressed. After briefly mulling it over, I suggested that my friend try validating her feelings. She said, what? You mean saying, I'm so sorry, my love? I'm sorry I didn't bring a snack and your behavior's okay? No, that's not what I meant at all. Validation sounds like, I know you're hungry after a long day of school, and it's upsetting that you can't have a snack right now, but it's not okay to scratch mommy when you're upset. In this situation, my friend didn't have to like her daughter's feelings, and she didn't have to excuse her behavior. But communicating, I acknowledge and accept your feelings as valid, can go a long way in connecting, diffusing emotions, and motivating cooperation. Of course, when moms have trouble identifying and validating their own emotions, this can be more difficult to do with kids, which is why I spend time helping my clients do this for themselves. Many of the moms I work with have never really felt their feelings. They might know happy, sad, and mad, but they have a limited vocabulary of emotions and limited experience actually feeling their emotions. Episode 11 was all about how to feel a feeling, so I'll link to that today too. But I want to recommend that if you have trouble feeling your own emotions or accepting your child's emotions, that you book a free consultation with me at lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini. Because when you learn the skill of allowing your emotions, there will be no emotion you can't handle. And when you can do that for yourself, you'll be giving your kids the gift of a happier, calmer mom who can be there as a support when they're experiencing strong emotions. Now, I want to be clear that allowing anger doesn't mean that you yell at everyone and slam doors all the time. That's reacting to anger, not allowing it. Allowing sadness doesn't mean you cry in bed all day. That's also reacting. Anxiety is usually a result of resisting certain emotions instead of feeling them. I explained all of this in episode 11, but I wanted to say it again here because I think a lot of people have the misconception that allowing emotions means they're going to be a total wreck. Actually, it's quite the opposite. When you allow emotions without reacting, resisting, or avoiding, the emotion goes away much faster. But remember, the goal isn't to feel happy all the time. All feelings are valid and acceptable. Some may not be as useful, but we can still experience them and acknowledge them as part of our humanness. Please join me tomorrow night, Wednesday, at 7 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where I'll answer your questions about this episode and talk more about this topic. Please share this episode with your mama friends, and don't forget to leave a review. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.